Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are getting the move on. And our guests this week, well, they are competitive shooters that know how to best shoot contraband substances. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Gary Zerverbalis and Mariah Mendenhall with Contraband Control Specialists. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. Thank you. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? I'm Gary Zerverbalis, and I'm the owner of Contraband Control Specialists. I'm Mariah Mendenhall, and I'm the general manager of Contraband Control Specialists. The reason we're here the week before Christmas talking with these two fine gentlemen is because a lot of you have been asking about how do you go about testing for contraband substances. And before we get into a lot of that detail and this terrific resource we're talking with today, explain to a visionary audience what it is that you guys do and what you can do for business owners. We really specialize in uh, guiding businesses, helping businesses uh, to combat the, the, the topic of drugs in the workplace, mm. their effects, and, and what they can do to uh, hopefully uh, meet the challenges of that topic and, and fix any issues they might have. But this business didn't start in a vacuum. Gary, you were with the Crane Crane Sheriff's Department before you started this business. Why did you start this business? Sheriff's Office uh, recognized uh, the fact that there was a lot of substance abuse going on and what you see in the home eventually gets into the business. Mm. And so the business community and the Kern County Sheriff's Office kind of formed a, a relationship to help the businesses out there to, to be able to recognize substance abuse on the part of their employees pre-accident, pre-injury, and most importantly, pre-fatality. Mm. And it's amazing that once they started implementing these programs and doing drug testing, you would watch all these accident rates drop, mm. all these fatalities drop, they became more productive, they were reconnecting with their families, and a lot of people that were, were lifetime users felt that it was important to them to stop for the benefit of their families. What was the instigation to start this business? Was it because of what you were seeing yourself out in the field and say, I want to make a difference? Or did you have a company or a group or an industry come to you asking for help? Well, at first it was just something I saw, you know, from being a detective, mm. um, doing property crimes, and I started noticing that uh, the chance of seeing somebody steal something that wasn't uh, supporting a drug habit was slim to none. Right. And so we started focusing on that at the sheriff's office and eventually started connecting with the employers. Mm. A good example of that, you know, if a person has an accident on, in the workplace, that experience mod that, uh, that causes, you know, uh, to go up. And so employees that are not as safe as other employees, they have to pay higher workers' comp ca cases. And so they're motivated not only from keeping their employees healthy, right. but also trying to be, also become more profitable. 
So this is one of those situations where you'll want to talk with your insurance agent about this, obviously. But implementing a drug screening process or a random drug testing process can actually reduce your workman's comp. Oh, it will. It will. Yeah, especially in, in high-risk in, in environment. Such as? Well, like drilling, oil, um, transportation, truck driving, anything that has to do commercial. Mm. You know, where you're, it's one thing to drive a regular car, right. and you can still have an accident. Right. But a lot of times those accidents don't lead to any significant injuries or fatalities. Well, you take a big 18-wheeler, right. and that's probably going to change dramatically about damage and property loss and, uh, on occasion, you know, fatalities. What about the business owner that tends to be very people-centric? Well, again, productivity. Mm. You know, it's a, they're in business to make money. Right. They're in business to be able to pay their employees well. Well, if their employees are not working to, you know, the competition level, you're going to see where that, 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 that there's going to be a movement away from that firm to the one that's a little bit more uh, capable. Visioneers, we've been talking with Gary a bit, but who's this guy sitting next to him? Mariah, how did you get involved with this business, and, and when did you start getting involved with this business? Uh, I've been with Contraband Control now for 23 years. Um, so you're just getting started? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know much about the business. <laughs> my uh, uh, involvement, or where I started, um, uh, Gary is my father-in-law, and uh, I was uh, going through college and uh, needed a part-time job to support myself, right. and he graciously offered to employ me through Contraband Control. Uh, it was uh, really worked well with scheduling because a lot of what we do, um, it, it is definitely not an eight to five job. Okay. Um, we work the, the same hours that our customers work. And so that could mean potentially going out to a drilling rig at midnight to, to test the, the crew working. So it really uh, enabled me to work around my school schedule. Um, and things progressed from there and um, my role with the company continued to increase um, with his training schedule back then. He was away from the business a lot, so my role continued to increase in more the office capacity than the field capacity, and then just continued to with my role and involvement with the business. And what is your role now? I am the general manager. Gary, in the last few years, has decided that uh, he wanted to uh, test the waters of retirement. <laughs> How's the testing going? Good. <laughs> <laughs> really good. The water's good. Yeah, Come yeah. jump in, huh? <laughs> With that, uh, started to more transition into me having more of the big role here, where I am now responsible for uh, running the business for him. Now, one of the things that we're going to be talking about in the next segment is succession planning. And as you probably picked up, Mariah is the, is the son-in-law on this. But it's more than that. And for visioners who want to learn more about contraband control specialists, first of all, very briefly, what is it that you can do for them? And then how can they get in touch with you? Our website, contrabandcontrol.com, has a number of ways to get in touch with us. Our phone number, 336-0617. What was that number again? 336-0617. Okay. Uh, my email address, mmindenhall at contrabandcontrol.com, which again, probably easiest to go to the website to get all of that information to contact us directly. 
Again, we really specialize in helping businesses navigate this issue, drugs in the workplace. Our goal typically is to create a partnership with the business, find out what their needs are, what any potential issues are, and come up with a program uh, that is custom fit to their needs, their, uh, their wants, and specifically any issues that they're facing. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify and leave a comment. And when we come back, not only are we going to be talking about succession planning, but we're also going to talk about Viper, probably the most important part of this business when we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clareau Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClareauTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 today. I'm here with Gary Zaverbalis and Mariah Mendenhall with Contraband Control Specialists. And our visionary question comes from David who asks, I've become the minority owner of a business that I've worked for for over 20 years. With the majority owner slowly phasing out, what are some of the things I should know about before he's out of the business completely? Now this is more towards you, Mariah. What, what are some of those things that uh, you found that uh, you wish, oh, I, sh I should have asked Gary and he's not here. And you know, that's a, a great question. Um, our, our transition was uh, um, done probably a little prematurely. Okay. Um, uh, Gary had some, some uh, unexpected health issues. Sure. And so um, those health issues started uh, a, a kind of a difficult couple of years for him that he went through. And so uh, um, left work one day, uh, uh, and then all of a sudden these health issues happened and uh, uh, my security blanket in, in Gary all of a sudden went away, so I, I was it. Congratulations, uh, yeah. you're on your own. <laughs> I, at that point, worked for the business for... Um, 270 years. A lot of years, yeah. yeah. So I knew, I was running most of the day-to-day, -day, but uh, uh, when now everybody looks to you all of a sudden to have the answers, um, can uh, definitely be difficult when that was not necessarily an expectation. Right. And so... Probably one of the, the, the biggest pieces of advice that I would have for somebody in that position is make sure that you understand uh, everything that, that that person is doing that might be leaving, uh, mm -hmm. financials, uh, anything that they're, they're in charge of. So for me, um, didn't necessarily have a, a lot of, of experience with the financial side of the business. Gary mm -hmm. handled all of that. Right. And so uh, a, a great example of, of really um, jumping in with both feet was um, we, we were dealing with Gary's health issues uh, over the course of a week or so. Um, it became very apparent that those were going to be extended health issues. And so uh, my first day back in the office after or dealing with the initial part of that, um, within two hours of being back at the office, uh, one of the cornerstones of the business is the laboratory that we utilize to analyze all of the, the drug tests that, that we perform. I got a phone call from the, the only local lab that told me that a big part of what they provided to us 
uh, they were going to be discontinuing within two weeks. Uh, very difficult. Surprise! Yeah, very difficult <laughs> to um, to find and, and uh, vet and use a, a new lab that quick. So fortunately, we made that happen uh, within two hours of that phone call on on the first day back. Um, our, our server stopped working. Oh no! And so within just uh, this all happened before lunch. <laughs> of course it does. Sure. And so one have not only the the owner of the company but my father in law. Uh, having some some pretty scary health issues, uh, come back to to major things that happened very quick, and so uh, fortunately, I mean, just by the, the the grace of God, we were able to get through it, and uh, with some some help, obviously, of, of some very good employees and and other resources. But um, I, I started to, to really have to look through things from now the the the, the financial lens. Um, and, and look at those things that that really and, and for me it was even harder because I'm spending his money not my own right. and so the expectation there is is I have to do everything that I can do to continue his success not mine right. and so that added definite layer of, of difficulty and stress um, and then of course not too long after that we roll into COVID and so businesses are shutting down and, and coming up with a game plan to navigate that and continue to take care of our employees and take care of our customers. Now, Gary, one of the things that we touched on briefly in the last segment was your involvement with the Kern County Sheriff's Office and that you became a detective and that the oil companies reached out to you. And they reached out to you initially because there was a lot of theft, real crime theft that was going on. What allowed you to make the connection between the rural theft that was going on and substance abuse that was happening with the employees of the oil companies? Well, the theft problem was out of control. Mm. I was working those thefts. And what kind of thefts were they? Were they, was it, you know, people going through and stealing miles of Schedule 40 pipe or 18-wheelers, or was it more smaller things like tools and, and that sort of thing? Anything they could steal and make money on. Ah. So it wasn't like you're going to go into a bank with a gun and hold them up. Right. They were basically working, and they were stealing from their employers. Mm. And so what happened was, you know, first, number one, no one really takes a drug hoping they could become dependent and addicted to it and end up in jail. Right. Um, unfortunately, but drugs can be very seductive. You know, they make you feel good, so you enjoy it. But it's also what's called negative feedback. Right. The more you take them, the more you have to have. You have to increase the dose. Right. And so then it wasn't but stealing money from the family and using those money, now they're in the oil fields and now they're stealing from the employer. And how did you make that connection? Was it because, did you go undercover or did you have informants? Or how did you make that, how, how did, as a detective, how did you, did you de detect what the root of the problem was? Well, all of what you just asked, you know. Okay. It, um, and industry was suffering from lost productivity, but right. they, didn't, they didn't connect the dot mm. that that productivity issue was primarily caused because of drugs. Mm. They weren't showing up on time. They weren't doing a very good job. Um, some, some ended up in jail. And some of these people were very talented and very valuable to the oil industry. And they were very good at hiding. Very good at what they were doing, and they were very good at hiding it. 
but most of the managers at that time didn't know anything about drugs. Mm. Um, and that's why I kind of pointed out, and I says, when the employee goes to work first thing in the morning, head out on the west side, they get out there, it's a drive, right. they get out of the car, and all of a sudden they haven't done anything physically, but they're sweating profusely already. And it's Lots 30, of stimulants. Right, and it's 30 degrees outside, yeah, yeah right. They're moving fast, they're talking fast, they're working, working, working. But I also pointed out, I said, seems like they're really busy, but they're not accomplishing much. Mm. So there's low, lost productivity. Right. And then sometimes what happens is they have an accident, maybe a near miss, maybe um, not a fatality, but the fatalities started coming. Mm. So in the oil industry, you have various different things going on there. One of the probably most dangerous is drilling. Right. Because it's, it's, it's a very dangerous environment. And that's if you are sober. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Things can go wrong. Right. And so they started, you know, I was looking at these people and I started pointing out, you know, signs and symptoms of drug use. And I said, this isn't people that are, you know, experiencing a hangover or um, a couple of bumps of cocaine, you know, last night. These are people that are waking up in the morning. The first thing they do is they turn to their drug of choice. So they start feeling normal. They got that energy going. Then they drive out to the oil fields. Uh, on occasion, they don't make it. They have an accident. But when they get into the oil fields, then all of a sudden they start having accidents. First, they're minor fender benders, um, near misses, but all of a sudden you start getting into fatalities. Walk us through what the middle of their day is like, because they come to work, they're they're wound up, and you know, like you said, they're they're doing lots of work but not getting a lot done. What happens around midday? And just before lunch. Because when they take the drug to get to work, right. you know, and most drugs, you know, four to six hour, what they call plasma life. Plasma life means the maximum time that that particular drug produces maximal effects. Right. And so about the lunchtime, they're definitely now looking and, you know, they go out, they don't eat with their coworkers, they kind of sneak away, they open up their lunch pails, and there's another, you know, bump for the, the midday. And so this person that had a lot of energy in the morning, is starting to dwindle, but then all of a sudden they, they, they leave and don't have association with anybody else. And all of a sudden when they come back, that energy and that activity and that productivity starts to go up. And then miraculously, around the end of the workday, they start tapering off again. They start tapering back off and they always have a couple of, you know, something in the car they're, they're gonna take as soon as they get to their car and, and drive back to Bakersfield. Now, the part with the car is very important to this business because as I teased at the end of the last segment, we have a very important employee, a family member as it were. Explain to us who this very valuable employee is. And you may have heard him periodically throughout our conversation. Yeah, he is uh, uh, our, our four-legged friend, uh, Viper who is our drug dog, who was certified through California Narcotic Canine Association. He is one of the most popular employees that we have. For the most part, we have people walk in for a drug test who have never walked into our office before, never had a conversation with us, and they don't care about saying hi to us. Their first comment is, 
this is the place with the dog, right? <laughs> and so see him on our website or through friends or, or other people who have been here. And very social, he's with me all the time, lives with me, but I bring him to work every day. Always has to get up and greet everybody. Has definitely trained the rest of our employees because all of us have treats at our desk, all the way to our UPS person who is under strict orders that if they don't come in with treats, Viper's gonna be upset. <laughs> now, Gary, why did Viper become a member of the family? Well, we just carried on to what the um, law enforcement was doing. You know, mm. they, they, they used the dog uh, for scent purposes. If there is a drug there, the dogs are going to be able to find it. Mm. You know, their sense of smell is a lot more uh, accurate than, than us. Right. And they can pick up things that have been there for a long time. They have great distances. So you put them on the leash, you tell them to go to work, and all of a sudden he just starts sniffing. And he'll find that track, he'll work his way up, and boom, if the drug is there, he'll, he'll alert. When we come back, we're going to talk to these two fine gentlemen about their outreach in the community and what they can do to not only help your business, but help the community as a whole. The reason we're talking with Gary and Mariah with Contraband Control Specialists is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out about how do I ask the right questions before my predecessor leaves the business. So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and let us know. Who knows? Your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Gary Zipperlis and Mariah Mendehall with Contraband Control Specialists. And our visionary question comes from Dean who asks, we want to expand out our community outreach, but don't know who to partner with. How do you find the right nonprofit to partner with? We started a, uh, um relationship with a, a local company here in town. Uh, the name of the business is Bakersfield Recovery. And it started through their need to expand their capability as far as what they were seeing in their drug test. Mm. So basically what they did is when they would intake a patient that was gonna be participating in their rehab program, they drug test them. They wanna see the extent of the issue through the drug test, what the drugs of choice are for that particular person to be able to tailor their approach when they treat these folks. And so we started talking to them about what we could do for them in expanding uh, what it is that they're seeing. Um, they were seeing more of a limited panel as far as when they were drug testing these folks. We talked about expanding really many times over what it is they had the ability to see when they did these drug tests. Mm. And they went from seeing six different classes of drugs to seeing 16. Wow. And so that really helped them in their treatment and seeing what these folks were doing. How did you come to the conclusion that this was the right nonprofit to work with? Um, we had a, a number of meetings with their leadership, uh, with their counselors leading up to uh, uh, providing our service for them. And it became very clear to us that um, um, doing what we could do to help their mission mm. uh, became very important to us uh, in that 
um, um, becoming more of a community resource to answer questions, to uh, help direct people that might approach us and ask, hey, you know, I have an issue, uh, maybe my, one of my kids has an issue, but we don't know what to do. And being able to have answers to that. Um, one, we can help educate on, on what it is they need to look for um, to, to detect some of these problems. And being able to refer them to a company like Bakersfield Recovery that uh, not only can potentially help the loved one, um, but can also help those family members dealing with it in a loved one. You guys spend, well, you, Gary, you're mostly retired now. Yes. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> but when the two of you aren't involved with the business, Gary, what do you like to do for fun? I like being outside. I like to move. I like to, I think it's part of my recovery that from my, some of my surgeries I had. Right. Without that extra um, exercise and everything else, I probably would have been still in recovery. But I'm feeling pretty good and pretty happy. I got a very competent son-in-law, so I'm, life is good. And how about you, Mariah? What do you do when you're not here? Uh, I, I love almost everything outdoors related. I love to hunt, I love to fish. Um, we both share a, a, a love of, of, of shooting. Um, um, my dad was in the military and law enforcement, so I grew up shooting. Um, Gary, the same, uh, was a competitive shooter uh, at one point and, and still loved to go out to the range and, and, and do that. Um, I would say probably my number one uh, is fishing. I mean, it's just one of those things that is exceptionally relaxing to me. Um, don't get to do it nearly as often as I would like, but um, if I had to choose of the things that I love to do, that probably would be at the top of the list. As a competitive shooter, what did you learn from shooting that you applied to the business when you were running it? Well, it's it's, uh, it's it's a it gets back to you know you you have to have to have to enjoy what you're doing, and the competition you know you uh, I remember I was still in high I was still in uh, college early days, and uh, my dad was a really good shooter too, and he kind of brought me along on how to shoot and you know be safe about it, and all of a sudden here I am, uh, a sophomore at Bakersfield College, and I'm standing next to. Um, you know, the blue team for the CHP, the, the uh, Border Patrol people, um, these are really top-notch uh, professionals. And when I first came to the line the very first time, they're looking at me saying, what's this kid doing here? Right. And uh, they've lo, lo and behold, they found out I was a distinguished master already <laughs> in college. You know, and distinguished master, there's no higher rating right. for the competition. Right. It is the best. And so they're looking at me and I said, let's see what this kid can do. And... Um, I finished off with, you know, even the 50-yard line, um, my groups were about that big. About the size of a quarter? Yes, yeah. yes. And they're going, this kid can shoot. Nice. <laughs> and I said, how'd you learn that? I said, my dad, he's a, he was a Marine, and he taught me how to do it. How about you, Mariah? What have you learned from fishing that you apply to your business? Patience. <laughs> okay, all right. I think that uh, anyone that uh, is responsible for uh, running any aspect of a business, um, and, and to be honest, I mean, in, in my, my younger days when I first started, um, um, probably didn't have near the patience that, that I do today, that, that I've learned that, uh, you know, being, being quick to judge or, or being hot-headed doesn't serve anybody's purpose, uh, whether it be in business or not. 
Um, but I think um, that, that that's probably one of the biggest things that uh, that, that has taught me that applies to business is, is uh, you have to learn how to be patient and both dealing with customers, dealing with employees, dealing with those circumstances like we talked about earlier where you walk into business and everything goes wrong. And, and just taking a breath, taking a step back and, and deciding that, you know, I'm the one that, uh, that, that, that everybody else is looking to to uh, make these decisions and right the ship and uh, 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 making sure that through my patience, they're calm. What makes you wake up every morning and open your business? I think we provide such a, a, a vital service. Um, it's important that we, you know, um, continue to support the community, support uh, the mothers and fathers that are dealing with these problems. And uh, that's always made me feel, that's probably the best part of my um, involvement in, in drug testing is showing that uh, you can fix them. Sometimes it might not be the first time, it might not be the second time, might not be the third time. Um, a lot of that has to do with how long have they been using and what's the recovery rate going to be. Um, but I'm pretty, pretty proud of the fact about what this com company has done and, um, and again, most importantly, um, the amount of people that have kind of thanked us uh, for being there and, and helping them guide them through whether it's a child, a friend, a neighborhood, an employee. Um, there's good things and bad things that uh, employers do, and so I, we're, we're big on doing the good things. Gary, Mariah, this has been this has been a real treat. If visioners want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Probably the easiest is, is to go to our website contrabandcontrol.com. Uh, all of our our contact info is on there. Phone number, uh, my email address is there. They can contact me directly. Thank you both for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. It's, it's been real fun and educational. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And I'll be right back with my final thought. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clareau Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClareauTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 today. Beyond the Customer one of my favorite questions to ask here on Small Business Celebration is, what makes you wake up every morning and open your business? Now, over the many, many episodes, we've had a wide variety of answers from a wide variety of guests. And this week's guest, Gary, I think he gave a really good one. Because what his business does goes beyond the customer. Yes. It's important for the business owner to be able to, if he suspects drug use in his employees, to find out. But as many of us know, one does not have a problem until one admits that they have a problem. And sometimes it takes a drastic action like a failed drug test to make that change, make that acknowledgement, and that acknowledgement affects their families. 
their spouses, their children. And that makes a difference in society as a whole. As we grow into the new year and grow beyond that, it's got me to think, what can I do in my business that goes beyond the customer, that goes beyond their family and potentially beyond society as a whole? What can I do to go beyond the customer? I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Gary Zaverbalis and Mariah Mendenhall with Contraband Control Specialists. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.